When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The sharp tank. No jumper. Sharpest, coolest podcast in the world. And today, I have a very special individual. This is a, a very, uh, I, I invited this man. I wanted this man to come through, man. A lot of people know him. And for the ones that don't, I have OG Suicide in the building, a.k.a. Let It Out, Love, love One. One. Family, what's good? <laughs> Let's what's get it. What's going on, man? Let's get it, Love One. Hey, oh, yeah. you know, it was actually an honor to sit in um, on one of your your pods, one of your sit-downs. Oh, my recent, yes. Yeah, because I don't sit down With Antoine, a yes. I, I do, yeah, I, it was Antoine. Like, I don't sit down. He had financial literacy for the credit. Yes. You know, so it was dope to sit back, man, and actually... Uh, like tune in on one because I don't sit in on anybody's. Uh-uh. You know what I'm saying? Pause. I always yes. feel like it's it's. Uh, I don't ever want to like jinx nothing. Like let that shit happen the way it's gonna happen. I want to see it for what it is. But I was like, man, I'm curious because this will make man. I swear to God, he done <laughs> made some of the best of them cry. Like we gotta talk about it. I know you want to laugh about it today. Even like hell yeah, I do. Don't I, sharp? We can talk about it. Let's like talk about it. For sure. Like man, you have made some of the best of the best of them cry, man. Like, mm-hmm. and it's not because you're being rude to them or no. um, pressuring or pushing. You know, you just you ask certain questions that I feel like it opens people up into. A, a different realm. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, and some of the people I've saw, I'm like, man, they be sitting there like, there's one thing I feel like your show's slacking in. You don't be having a box of tissues. Because you know what you do to people. Yeah. You can just already I gotta start be having ready. Them on like, the show. Come on, man. Like, already be ready for it. I'm waiting for the Kleenex sponsorship. I, I watched Gina have to reach for her own. Like, ah, she's oh, yeah. sitting there with her, you know, with her tear. I'm like, man, we got to keep some tissue for people like that because they really open up on your show, man. No bull. Mandatory. I, I love that, and I feel like me and you. Uh, um, I, I want to say we're similar because I try to I try to ask too. I always try to yes. go as deep. That's what the sharp tanks about. I try to go as deep as possible, right? Like yes. I try to dive into the most diabolical, mm-hmm. craziest shit they ever been through because I feel like that's what built their character. That it built is who they are. Yes. And a lot of people that sit there and try to put this restraint towards me, I feel like they're not comfortable with who they are. They don't want to talk about that because they know that's what built them to who they are. Exactly. You know? Well, my thing is sometimes um, people get interviewed and, like you said, the way people interview people sometimes, you know, they come off in a rude way mm. to where they don't feel comfortable. 
you know, mm. some people look down on people because of the life they come from, the life they lived. Me, I make sure on my show, man, it's a safe place. Yeah. So you can share your story. Because my thing is people want to know, before you became successful, where did you come from? How did you grow up? How was life? Um, what was your life experiences? What was your ups and downs? What was your wins? What was your losses? People don't know that. All they see most of the time is this successful person. Like, wow, he made it. Well, I want to dig deeper into their life and see where they came from. And at the same time, let them know this is it's a safe place. You could talk about it. Yeah. And, and, and if you get emotional, don't feel bad to shed a tear because I'm not going to look down on you. I, I shed tears, you know. Um, my my adopted mom, uh, the person that was always a mother to me, Miss Price, her birthday's coming up June 10th, which is every year one of my most emotional days, you know. But that's my key thing, man, is when a person sit down with me, they're going to know it's, it's comfortability, it's it's no shame, nothing to be ashamed about, from the toughest to whoever you are, you know? I feel like a lot of the OnlyFans chicks that I interview yes. or, you know, chicks that play the industry, it's, it's very few that I feel like are truly not ashamed of what they do because yes. they never really want to jump into what may have created them like that. They just want to say, oh, I'm a star, I'm in the industry, look at me. So when I'm sitting there talking to them, they don't really want to engage in it because I don't even think they understand why they're in it. Love one, they don't really have Some a purpose Some of them don't. It. They really don't be having a purpose a lot of the times, 80 80% of the times. So yes. it's kind of like when you're talking to them, you ask them a question like, well, what brought you to this? Like, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's got a story, right? You know what brought you to it? They get resistant. They mm -hmm. don't want to really, they don't want to engage too much. They feel like you just belittling them and you talking down to them, but really. And that's not your purpose. That's and that's not, the not purpose. what you're doing. That's not the purpose, man. That's why I've loved about your show. Like, you got to talk to unique people, people from all walks of life. Hell, you've opened up the phone lines. I told you, I was like, damn, Suicide, why don't you get a line for, like, a personal line, like, yes. to kind of have that for you? said, nah, I can't do that. I said, why? You said, because I've had the same number for years. You said, 17 and years. And there's still be some people that's probably looking for me that that's the only number that they have, and you don't want it to yes. switch up. You said, I'm not going to change, and you've really actually put your real number out on the airwaves. Faithfully. And I get calls sometimes from people I haven't talked to in 10 years, 12 years, 13 yeah. years, and they'd be like, wow, you still got the same number. I'm like, it's important. You know, this is my my uh, hotline. This you got is. Good credit. They always have your phone on. You must have oh, yeah. never got too fucked up uh, after a while. You say, yeah, <laughs> I'm keeping my line on for a nigga that had the same number. Hey, phone line, the phone company, fuck with him. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, he can go get new phones tomorrow. Uh, all yeah, the time. And, and, my <laughs> other, um, and my other phone, I've been had 12 years. So I got two lines. One yeah. for my business, one West, and this for my personal life. And I let people into my personal life. Yeah. It's important, man, because I've talked many people off the ledge. And because I understand, I know what it feels like to, to wake up and say, I want to die. I don't want to live. I don't, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't have a purpose in life. I feel like I'm in the way. I'm taking up space. You know, I, I know that feeling. So when I'm talking to them and they're on the other line, I really understand them. So that's what make a lot of people kind of like come to me and, and, and reach out to me. And I embrace them, you know, the way I do, because they say he get it. I know that feeling. And, and when I'm telling them, I understand you. I feel you. I, I really do. They know I'm not just saying that. And what made me also start giving out my number, I tried to volunteer for 
a hotline, you know, like, you know what? I want to start volunteer for the hotlines and, 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 you know, really dedicate my time, you know, to that. And the people that I talked to was like, well, we would need to charge you a fee to train you, you know, um, for you to be able to talk on the phone and, you know, certain things to say on the phone. I said, train me. I said, have you ever considered suicide? Oh, no, definitely not. I'm a college grad. I have a BA and, and all these degrees. So I said, okay, so when you're really sitting there talking to these people on the phone, you really don't feel their pain then, right? Right. He was stunned. I'm like, are you still there? And I said, why would I pay for something that I feel like I'm a professional in? I could train you, and I won't even charge you, but I could train you how to really talk on these phones to these people because you really don't get it. You, you haven't walked in those shoes, so how are you going to relate? That's very fucking true. I always say that. I'd be like, damn, church, how could you ever tell me how to jump off? And I, I say it all the time because it, it resonates. How you tell me to go jump, how, how to jump off of a 50-foot cliff and how to land, and you ain't never even jumped never off did a two-foot. But they're going to tell you that when you when you jump, man, make sure you stand closer to right. the edge, and when you leap, leap with your arms out. Right. But they never done it. They don't never do that, man. Yeah. I always look at it like um, there was a situation I'd like to talk to you about. Like there was a situation on, um, there was a, it's called Soft White Underbelly. I think you've heard of it before. Mm -hmm. And there was a girl yes. named Amanda that they were following her, uh, they're following her journey, you mm -hmm. know, and like she started out very normal. And as the time went on, man, like you couldn't even recognize her. Like she was so far gone on a lot of things. But long story short, they end up getting her some help. They end up putting her into a rehabilitation center for her to just all of a sudden had died. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, mm. I, I'm thinking like rehabilitation centers. And when you really look at them, it's like it's still like jail. The walls aren't full of color. It's not like Bro. super full of life where people are just super positive. I feel like there's a lot of people that are working for that just to collect the check. That's it. That's you know how it I'm is. Saying? A lot of people are. There's a lot of people just to collect the check instead of really trying to rehabilitate somebody. And, man, that girl that passed away, man, that shit had hurt me. And I was like, damn, she just passed away out of nowhere. She out of nowhere, man. I'm like, is rehabilitation centers really? And this is a while after she being in mm -hmm. here. So it wasn't mm -hmm. like she died from... Um, you know, not being able to take not being on the drugs. Yes. Not, you know yes. what I'm saying? She actually went on and was trying to have a fruitful life and then just all of a sudden they find her dead in her room. And I'm like, what kind of like, what's really going on? Why aren't these type of situations being assessed? And I feel yes. like it's, we're failing. We really For are. For sure we're failing. And I don't know if I'm overreaching when I talk about that topic, but it just, it bothered me when I watched it, you know? Like, and I seen the situation, I'm like, damn, like, she just died in there, bro, just randomly. They were putting her through, like, this uh, virtual, like, this virtual rehabilitation in there to where, like, they would put her in um, this VR and they would put her back on Skid Row and make her walk around and, like, pick up a bottle of liquor. And, like, it's all real, man. It was like... I'm like, what kind of stress test is that? Uh, well, actually, I didn't, under, I didn't under really understand. I feel it. like it it caused stress on her. It it, it caused her to have a, a a mental relapse, just like a person on drugs. Right. It was a mental relapse. Um, See, you know what I'm saying. Break that shit down, bro. Like some some rehabs you go to, not everyone is good. There's some rehabs, like you said, they're there for a check. They don't care. Uh, they just gonna give you your meds and they can care if you live or die. 
just like in convalescent homes, yeah. people, uh, how do you harm an old people like this? You know, they don't care. They're there for a check, so they can care less if, if, if you laid in this bed and you get bed sores. They don't care. They're not doing their job, helping them get up and making sure their hygiene and everything is good. The same with rehabs. Everybody that's in a rehab, yeah, there's good people everywhere. But at the same time, you're starting to see more bad than good in the world. That's the world we live in now, man. And you're starting to see more people just bad. And, and, and the bad is here, the, 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 the good is here. You know, it's starting to be outnumbered, just like realness. You know, when we was coming up, man, it, with the word real or the word loyalty, the world, keep your word, it meant the world to us. And if you violated it, you would get your teeth knocked out your mouth. You know, they now don't it's talk a coming. About that no more. No, <clears throat> they don't say that no more. I swear to you. And I know half the motherfuckers is gonna be in the comments ain't gonna call you crazy because they scared. But it could be somebody like me that says, and they be like, "Oh, Sharp's old. Sharp, no, I'm not even old. I just grew up on their whole." And it ain't about being old. Learning trait. Like I learned a totally different mixture than what yes. a lot of these kids or a lot of these people. Because it be grown ass people that be on the bullshit. I say this, homie, there was only, there was one time, I've only seen it one time in my life. <clears throat> I was driving down the damn street, mm -hmm. and I'm passing the fucking, I'm passing a bus stop, and I see a, a like a heavier set white man in a hospital gown, still the, the hospital socks on, like the little jacket that goes mm. over it, and his name around his neck mm -hmm. at the bus stop. He escaped? No, he, they obviously he had his name around yeah, his yeah, neck. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they put like a big ass sign of his name around his neck, like wow. pretty much like booted him out of the hospital. Like y'all know this it, man don't even know how to tell people where he even lived like that or who he is, but they just put him out and just sent him out into the world. He's standing at the bus stop waiting like with his name around his neck. They don't care. Like on a big ass placard card, like got his full name right there. They don't care, man. And and some people look at it like, oh man, this person is hard to deal with. But this is your job. This is what you signed up for to deal with, you know, whether it's mental uh, or, or physical, you know, whatever it is, people sign up. You, This is your job. This is your occupation. You sign up for this, you know, just like we were speaking on, uh, you know, loyalty and everything. You, you, it can't say you owe because you can't put an age limit on solidness. Right. You know, no matter how old you are, if you're solid, you're solid. You know, so you can't say, oh, well, solid is just for people this in this age bracket. That's for the old people. That's what y'all did back then. Like, no, no, this is, this is, that's one thing where you don't break the cycle. You know, you break the cycle of um, growing up in a household and not everyone was financially stable or, or, or you, you want to break that cycle or, or, okay, everybody's giving their life to the streets. You want to be different. You want to break that cycle. But you can never break the cycle of solidness. Like, that's just something you you don't break. And, and I'm seeing that a lot in my age. Like, it, it means nothing. You know, a person could tell you something and look you dead in your face. Dead in your face like they being solid with you or being honest with you. As soon as they spin that corner, man, everything they said, homie, meant nothing. It's and crazy they do the because totally I've, seen that, I've, I've seen that in life. And all this, like, resonates with you. Like, where, like I've looked out for people that don't even ask for it. Like, I know if that I feeling. see you fucked up, yes. like, and I see, like, hey, my nigga, like, and I rock with you, I rock with you. Yes. To four, five months later, don't even, nigga, it could be five days later. Yes. Nigga, act like, nigga, they never even fucked with you from the beginning. Straight out. 
I mean, it's crazy the era that we live in, my nigga. It's really no, res it's really no respect and like, hey, know who really fucks with you, homie. Like, you, you better not everybody out here, my nigga, just trying to see everybody well. No, or see they people around them doing cool. You well, know some what I'm people saying? don't want to see you doing better than them. Mm. You know, yeah, they don't want to see you doing better than them. You know that that's just life. And, and, and to look out for people, like man, I've done that for so many years. And then you start realizing, like, some people really just around for what you do or what you give them. Or, yeah, and how you find gain. out is cut it when off. When you cut it off, you start to see what they really own. They vanish. Know? Yeah. They disappear. The phone calls stop. All of that. So you say they ain't you, checking you up on these, you. You've had these Oh, man, for years. Man, I, I still go through that. Still go through that right now did it, did it to ever, this day. Did it ever stop somebody like OG suicide from really trying to still help? You know what I'm saying? Like no. still being that same. No, type of I, I continue to help. You know, Miss Price, she embedded helping in me. Cause I used to always see her help everybody. And when I was young, I didn't understand it. And I used to be like, dang, like, who's all these different people at the house eating and she giving money and she looking out and making sure they got clean clothes. And I didn't get it until I got older and I start realizing. Because like, if it's in you, it's in yeah, you. Yeah, it's not on you, it's in you. Yeah, and and, and I learned that you, and, and I became that person, you know, and and, and 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 a lot of time it's the people that's close to you, at least the ones you consider close to you that you call family, that you call loved ones, you know, that you embrace. Them be the main ones, loved one that be like, oh, I'm going to latch on and, and, and get what I can. It do, it be the most disappointing. Like when you when you heartbreaking, but you know what? I'm gonna be real with you. I never let um, like even people would say like you know Sharp has mother issues. Like no matter what me and my mom went through, yes, it, it would never. I would never take that out on the next person. They don't know my life. Yes, whether it's a woman, whatever, she might be tripping on her own accord. I never sit there and say you act just like my mama. Yes, I've never used those, bro. I've never and people, in my life, and, and that's the terminology you know that people saying? have like, used. Yeah, I've never used that, like to be like, oh man, you acting just like my mom. No, I hold everybody accountable for who they are individually. Individually, man, I'm not gonna let. And my long story short is this: I'm not gonna let somebody dictate <clears throat> mentally mm -hmm. how. I move with the next. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, yeah. bro? Like, I'm not going to allow that. And I, I just feel like more people should move on that same type of accord, man. Like, well, the world would be a better place. It, yeah, it'd be it, a better place. To. Like, you because know? like you said with Miss Price, like, look how she moved. You know, she, I'm sure she got fucked quite a few times out of helping somebody in People come around just for what Hell, they can she get. she probably helped the same person. They done probably fucked her three times. She still and helped she them still a helped fourth them. time. And, you know and, what I'm saying? And like, I've done that too. You know what I mean? I found myself in, in, in them yeah. same shoes as her yeah. continuously helping the people that you know is not right. Right. You know? It, having a good heart can be a blessing and a curse at the same time. You know? But then there come a time to where you kind of get overwhelmed and burnt out. Like, you know what? I love you, but I'm going to love you from a distance, you know? Because I'll be done did something to you, yeah. and then I'm going to feel bad afterwards, like but yeah. I can't just keep allowing this to happen. I, I, I just can't. You know what I mean? I know who I am, you know? And, and they know who I am, but they take that, that kindness and, and kind of like, oh, you know what? He ain't tripping. He, he, he don't let me slide. It's cool. Oh, he let me slide again. Then it becomes a habit. I talked to I I was uh I was on China Max. 
podcast. Oh, yeah. I was, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to China Mac. I was China, there, China uh, Mac. I was on Mac Talk. And um, he was asking me, like, something about, like, my uncle. Like, uh, what'd you learn from the, like, what was the most valuable lesson he ever taught you, right? And what I said kind of fucked him up because he didn't really under, I don't think he really understood it too much. But mm -hmm. after we broke it down, he, he kind of seen what I was saying. Mm -hmm. I was like, my uncle taught me, man, that ain't nobody your friend. Ain't nobody your friend, man. Until they, because you know why people always talk that talk, well, I'm your friend. You know, he told me you ain't got no friends. Motherfucker got to show you. Simple. Show me that you was my friend, nigga, to my dying day. That's when I say, hey, man, yeah, you was my real friend. You got to be there because everybody always claimed that they, man, we brothers or we cut whatever. Everybody play these, this playhouse shit, you know what I'm saying? But yes. really don't know what that shit really stand for. Like when you call somebody your brother, you're supposed to move like that. You're not supposed to move like a friend in a shitty situation. Move like my family. Straight up. friends to me are family, homie. Like, yes. if I consider you my friend, nigga, you got to be my family. Straight homie. up. Like, I Mandatory. Don't with, I don't fuck with everybody. At all. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I, I just, I look at it like that was one of those, like, not everybody's your friend, man. Not, you ain't got no friends. You either got family or you got nothing. Yeah, yeah, straight out. And, and you know you, what I'm saying? And, yeah, and the people you call family. And people uh, you call family. Uh, there's some that's going to disappoint you, but then there's some that, may not even you may not have even been knowing them that yeah. long yeah and they become family to you and they be more solid than people you've been knowing for 30 years plus it's because that's the part that the people, really gets you the people that don't underestimate you respect you mm -hmm. you ever notice that like the people that don't know how to lay a finger on you they don't know what you're capable of respect you the most it's the people that know you the most that want to fuck you the most. You know what I'm saying? Because they feel like they know your limits. They feel like they've grown to know you in that aspect. Yes. And I think that's bullshit, homie. You yes. better stand and act like you don't know what the fuck I'm capable of. Man, I, I don't know. Because that'll piss anybody that's real to fuck off. Well, I think it I think it comes with continuously forgiving. Now I'm I'm more on, you man, I'm older, I'm setting my ways. I, I got zero tolerance now. Like, you got one chance and that's it. I can't fuck with you. I, I can't even shake your hand in public. Yeah. And there's people I've seen that I don't fuck with. If I don't fuck with you and you put your head out, I'm going to look at it straight out. Uh, I ain't with the faking. Uh, I'm just not, you know. And there be people that see me in public and they be like, oh, damn. Like, let me let me test the uh, the temperature. And, and let me go say what's up to him. And I, I don't care where we at. I mean, if it's just me and you there or, or if it's a, a gang of people, uh, how I'm moving, how I'm feeling, it's going to be expressed. I don't bite my tongue for nothing. Tell me a little bit <clears throat> about your upbringing, man. I've heard your story before. I've watched your interviews. Like, I watched the one that you had did with Adam. Mm -hmm. I ain't going to lie. I was, I was never so glued than how I was to that TV when I watched your joint. Mm -hmm. With Adam, and I watched it a long time ago. I actually reached out to you about yes, it. Remember yes, yes, I remember. I remember you did. I was like, "Damn, loved one." I was like, "You really?" And my number was on there publicly. <laughs> yeah, like you, you really touched home. Yes. you know what I'm saying. Like, I didn't even go to your number at the time, nigga. I just went straight to your DM. I was yep. like, "Man, hey, yep. I remember." I just want you to know, I fuck with your shit, like, and I hear your story, homie, and like that shit's real. You know, but I want to walk down that path with you again. For sure. The ones that, you know, got to catch that, but are the ones that didn't get to catch it. You yes. know, and they can catch this one now. You For know? sure. Walk us through a little bit of your childhood. We definitely man, gonna you, go. Okay. Where you came well, from. my life starts off with me um being born. Um 
moms and pops, I don't even like calling them that, but biological parents, they was drug addicts. So I was actually born a crack baby. What year was you born? 69. Yeah. I was born a crack, crack baby. Was, yeah, crack was you know what I mean? thriving. Yeah, it was thriving. It, it was, was thriving. It was everywhere, you know? So um was at home at our uh, the apartment we lived in, and me and my older brother, we were abandoned, and we was left there for, like, several days. And the neighbors kept hearing, like, kids crying, like, constantly crying. Like, it's middle of the night. It's It's been a few days. These kids is... Won't stop crying. So the authorities and the um, social services came, um, entered the apartment. They took us, separated us. Um, my brother um, took him to a home, took me to a home, to Miss Price's home. That had to be fucked up, though, because your brother at the time, that was who you knew. Like, that yeah. was a, it's all you knew. And I was 18 you know? months. Yeah, you but know? still, yeah. like, that's all you knew. So that, that was it. To separate y'all, man, that's, that's, that's a devastating blow. It, it, it is. And Miss Price's home was a home where she keep foster kids, like, temporarily, you know. So you could bring kids to her house no matter what time of the day, what time of the night it was. She was temporary home until they figure out, okay, you're going to be here until you either go back with your parents or we put you in the system. Right. Yeah, bless you. Thank you. And Miss Price, when she first, you know, got me, you know, she used to tell me how my body had... I had eczema over like 90% of my so body. So she got you at 18 months. And I was 18 months. And she was older wow. too when she got me. Yeah, and I was 18 months and and she took care of me, you know, and, and and really fell in love with me, man. And, you know, went ahead and went through the process because um, Norma Jean, she went back and got my brother out the system, but they never came back and got me. Norma Jean is your mother. Uh, well, yeah. Well, your biological mother. That lady, mother. yeah. I yeah. just call her that lady. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Um, so Miss Price, uh, by them not coming to get me, and the social workers used to come to the house, and pretty much was letting Miss Price know, like, well, we what we're gonna have to do is come get him and take him from you, and we're gonna have to put him in the system, you know, and, and and figure it out from there. And she was like, well, what if I wanna adopt him? And they said, well, if you go through the steps, you already keep foster kids. If you wanna go through the steps of the process and with the courts, then you can. So that's what she did, and she ended up adopting me. And that was my mother, you know. She Damn. took care of me, you know. <clears throat> I remember they used to, I had um, eczema so bad, I remember they used to tie socks, you know, on my hands so I couldn't scratch because I was scratched till I bleed, you know. Uh, like from my neck down, like 90% of my body was just covered rash eczema oatmeal baths yeah yeah all oatmeal. of that mm -hmm. yeah, oatmeal baths. and what they and that and the, uh what was that it was a um was it calamine lotion like a pinkish yeah. looking that you put on I your remember. skin as well I mean, yeah, yeah. Real thick yeah very real, thick real real thick <laughs> lotion yeah, yeah bro so That's she old school so I yeah, know yeah. so you know <laughs> yeah. she she adopt, um adopted me um loved yeah. me as our own i could do no wrong in her eyes and you know i grew up in the neighborhood you know in compton um her daughter. You, what neighborhood are you from? I mean, I, you know, classified. They know, but you know, yeah. <clears throat> we all they, hey, yeah, they know. You know what I mean? If there's one nigga I don't question, <laughs> moving through the city, of Los Angeles, is you, nigga. I oh, yeah. swear to God, bro. I promise you. They on know. On Jesus Christ on the Bible, bro. It's one nigga I don't question, like nigga. It's oh, you, yeah. church, for real, yeah. for real. Mando. You always been solid, homie. Mando, and, and that's all I know. If I can't be solid, bury me.
You know what I mean? Bury me. If I can't be solid, get rid of me. What I'm here for? Now, I, I'm, I'm taking up space, you know? For real. So Ms. So Price raised you? Raised me. Adopted me, raised me. You know, uh, my last name was changed. Uh, my, my original last name was Pate. My, name was ch- my last name was changed to Price. But my original last name was Pate, P-A-T-E, and it was changed. Um, grew up on my 13th birthday. I always thought Miss Price was, you know, that was my mom because they never told me different. Yeah. Even though a social worker used to come every month, ask me questions and stuff like that. But I never understood or knew what that was. But on my 13th birthday, uh, you know, I'm in my room. Miss Price come get me out the room and say, I want you to meet somebody. Like, okay. So, you know, I come out. I come in the living room and, you know, I see a heavyset, dark-skinned lady sitting down and she have a teenage son with her, you know, an older cat. And she said, I just want you to know that this is your real mother. I'm like, my real mother? I'm like, you my real mother. And then that's when they kind of broke down. 13th birthday. 13th birthday. And that's when they broke down the story of Miss Price really told me what happened. Well, we we end up adopting you because you was abandoned. Uh, this is your real mother. This is your real brother. And she let me go with them that day, too. You know, so I went met other family members and I remember it, it just didn't feel right. It, it, it felt uncomfortable. Well, I would think that it would feel that way because not only it's your 13th birthday, you think you about to spend it with your mom who been raising you. Exactly. And for her to come in and pop in the room and just say, bro, I swear the way you said that, like it sounded like some shit my grandmama walking like, hey, somebody want to meet you. Mm-hmm. That's how our people was mm-hmm. back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't like, hey, and, and they was I'm going to sit Texas. to you and explain yeah. to you yeah. how this happens. No, hey, bring your ass up in here. You about to experience yeah. this for yourself. Yeah. It, it was real yes. life experiences. Very real. And so to not only go through that, but then to leave that day and go with them, you know, to it, another place, it, it, it like where so, you like. It was so uncomfortable. Like, hold on, give me a week to know who these people even are, so that way I can feel comfortable about even taking this trip and, with them. And she let me go that's with them. That's like that's like <clears throat> that's like hopping in the car with somebody you never met in your life and driving <laughs> four hours somewhere, going on a road trip for four five hours. That, in my mind, me, I was wondering, <clears throat> was I coming back? That's how I feel. I don't know these people. And I went and met aunties and cousins. So that's probably was on your yeah, mind the that, entire time. That was time. in the like, whole oh, time. Is this the trade off. Like, yeah, like am I coming back? You know, that's how I felt. I, I didn't know. And I'm meeting. Oh, I'm your auntie. When that happened, we were young and we wasn't able to do nothing for you because we were still young. And I heard all the stories. Like, okay, I found out where they lived. You know, which they lived in Compton, like 15 minutes from where I lived the entire time. The entire time. The entire time. So um, I go back, you know, they bring me back later on that day. And Miss Price, she sit down. That's when we really had a sit down. Because when I was growing up in school, I always had, I had a learning disorder. You know, it was hard for me to keep up with the classroom. I couldn't. I, being a drug, born a drug baby, you know, it, it really did something to me. And it used to be to the point to where I did the third grade like two times. I just couldn't get it. I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't get it. So they, back then, they held you back. Now, they get rid of you. Back then, they hold you back until they can I mean, get I you prepared. I was held back yeah. in the sixth grade. Yeah, I was held back yeah. two times. I stayed in the yeah, third grade two times. That's just because the nigga was bad, though. But like. <laughs> well, bad and plus, 
I couldn't I couldn't keep up with the class. So, you know what I mean? Miss Price and that I was devastated to be being keep kept back. Wait a minute. This is devastating. These is these the ki- the people that's in the second grade. So I'm finna do the third grade with the second graders. Now they third graders. And I remember um, you know what I mean? I used to cry about it. You know, I used to be devastated behind it. I used to be upset. So, and especially when they start putting me in special ed classes. You know, I went from a classroom with 15, 20 people to a classroom with four or five at the most. You know, and I remember um, they used to tell Miss Price, like, we don't think he's ever going to amount to nothing. So what we feel like you should do is put him on SSI and just let him live off that for the rest of his life. Um, junior high school, same thing. Um, special ed class. I, 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 for some reason, it, learning in school, I learned more out of school than I did in school. I, I just couldn't keep up. I couldn't spell, didn't know math, couldn't read, couldn't do any of that, you know? And, and, and it really it really affected me to where I started ditching. I stopped going to school because I feel like, why, why go to school? And then when I would be in a regular class and I couldn't keep up with the class and I couldn't learn fast enough, the teacher would be like, oh, at, at Enterprise, there was a teacher named Miss Brown. That was a special ed teacher. Oh, oh well, you need to go to Miss Brown's. You know, every class, it would always go to Miss Brown. And like I say, that that really used to bother me. When I got to high school, same thing. Ninth grade, I'm like, you know what? I'm good on school. I'm good. I, I didn't do it no more. I, I just couldn't do it no more. And when I was uh, growing up as well, I used to bring a lot of drama to the house when I was like 16. During this time, Miss Price was sick. She had got like stomach cancer. She was sick. And she was older you know, so I used to bring a lot of drama. I remember going to, um, I ended up going and, and I went and did some time, you know what I mean, some some juvenile time. And I remember them calling the the camp, you know what I mean, Camp Gonzalez. I remember them calling up to the camp saying somebody shot the house up. And Miss Price was the one that opened the door and there was a guy standing there with a 12-gauge. And thank God she was able to close the door fast enough so she was unharmed. And when I came home, you seen buckshots, like, on the, on the little water drain and on the door from them dumping. And I'm in camp, and it's like, had me on the AWOL, but it was nothing I can do. So when I came home, Miss Price was sick, and her daughters, they pretty much, they had put me out, you know, when I was 16. You can't stay here no more. You bringing drama. Back then, I hated them. Couldn't stand them. But as I got older, I understood it. But during that time, y'all really finna put me out? All I know where to go but the streets. So that was it. So I'm staying here. I'm staying pillar to post. I'm staying at this homie house, this homie house. Man, the homie Trout, rest in peace. Uh, I remember his mom used to get on him like, Daily, you know, I'll stay at his house, sleep on the floor. His mama coming in in the morning like, why is this boy still here? He ain't got nowhere to live. Why, why this boy keep staying here? Where do, who live, where do he live at? And pillow to post, I done slept in front of people's houses, man. I done slept in garages, cars, you name it. I'm hustling, grinding, doing everything possible that I could. Um, 
through the process, I'm in the gang life, gang banging heavy. All I know is go hard. That was all I knew. Go hard. If I'm gang banging, I'm gang banging. And, and, and whoever the enemy is, they gonna know me. They gonna know me personally because I'm gonna bring it. Um, hustling, doing what I could. I was 21. I remember I went to go see Miss Price. At this time, she had uh, Alzheimer's. And I'm standing there, you know, in the house talking to her, but she don't even know I, I exist. How old was she when she had Alzheimer's? Uh, at this time, Miss Price was, I was 21. So she you had she to was be, older when she adopted Yeah, yeah, so she was, was older. She was like, when she adopted me, she probably was like 40, 40-something 40 when she adopted me. So oh, she man. was like yeah. around 68, 70, around that age. She was already up Yeah, there. she was already up there in, in age. And I remember standing there talking to her, and um, it, I was just blew away, man, just seeing her like that. Like this is yeah. somebody I know loved me, couldn't do no wrong in her eyes. Right or wrong, she she go ride with me, you know, and, and, and it, it was really devastated by it. And that tore me up. Then plus how I was living, you know, that really, man, it hurt me to the core. So um, life, you know, life was going on uh, December the 31st, 1991 is when it actually happened. It's the day I woke up. And prior to that, man, I just was had suicidal thoughts. Uh, you know, it was really just going through my head like, what am I living for? It seemed like. Everything I tried to do to get it right, it just wouldn't work. It wouldn't pan out. It just it just didn't happen. I would have it going good, and then something would happen, and I would be here, and now I'm here. You know? So December the 31st, 1991, man, I actually took a gun and put it to the side of my head, and I squeezed, and I pulled the trigger. And I remember when the gun went off, um, it was two of my homies there, too. Yeah, I remember the homie was like, man, side, what you doing, man? Why, why, why are you playing with that gun? What you doing? I said, I'm not playing with the gun. I'm not playing. I'm not playing. Like, this is it. Ain't no need for me to live no more. And I put it to the side of my head, and I squeezed. And, 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 and I remember falling and, and hitting my face. And I remember it got bright. Like, it got unbearable bright to where... I couldn't keep my eyes open type bright. And then all of a sudden it got dark, like pitch black. Couldn't see anything. Didn't know where I was. Then it started getting bright again. But my vision was blurry, completely blurry. And as my vision started coming to, as I opened my eyes, I'm looking up and I realized, you know what I mean? It's a light almost like this in the hospital that's over me. And as I start looking around, you know, I'm like, damn, I feel bad because I like, damn, I guess I am a failure because I couldn't even kill myself. I really feel bad I was still alive. It bothered me that I still was still alive. And as I start looking around, I realized I was in the hospital. And then I start seeing doctors just scrambling around, people moving around like almost like Frankenstein. Like I was Frankenstein. He's alive. It's alive. It's alive. They start asking me a million questions like, how do you, what, do you know your name? Do you know how you got here? Do you know where you at? The typical questions that they ask. And when I got out the hospital, I was still living the same way. I was homeless, but 
Now I'm homeless with a gigantic bandage on my head. I'm still staying where I could. There was people laughed at me. You know, ah, idiot, he shot himself. You know, I, I, I went through it, loved one, and and that put a lot of stress on me as well. Just, just those moments of like, fuck, I'm still in the same situation. I'm still here, and I remember before I had got out to hospital, um, Miss Price's grandson Tweety. I remember he brought Miss Price to see me. You know, when I was in the hospital. They brought her to see me, and I remember her standing over me, you know, and she was more like still kind of in her moment of not knowing, you know, the world exists. And I remember, man, just, you know, I raised up, you know, in my bed, man. I remember laying my head on her shoulder. She, you know, she was standing over me, and, and, and she put her arms around me. And I really feel like after that, she died. They didn't tell her I shot myself. They told her somebody tried to rob me, which I'm glad they did, that somebody tried to rob me, and they shot me in the head. And moments after that, she died. Like, she died in um, August of 92 is when she died. And I really feel like that was a burden on her. Seeing me like that, you know, was a burden on her, and I really feel like that's when she was ready to leave. Like, she, she didn't want to be here no more. And I feel like I put that burden on her, you know, her, her devastated seeing me like that. Cause that was my everything. That was Miss Price was my everything. Loved one meant the world to me still do to this day. And, and look what year it is. And she passed in 92. It ain't a day. I don't think about it. Ain't a day go by. Like, you know, even with things I'm I'm going through now, I'm I'm going through things right now in my life, you know, as we speak. And I have dreams about her. And I know the dreams that I have about her is her actually coming to see me and visit me to let me know she's watching over me. Confirmation that it's gonna get better. Keep doing what I'm doing, it's gonna get better. Life gonna get better. You know, it, you got to you gotta grow through what you go through. You know, that's my model now. You know, I got so much tension and so much pressure and just every day I carry a lot on my shoulders, not just my life, but others' lives. You know, some days, man, I, I shed tears. You know, some days I'll be sitting in my room and, and, and just, just thinking about life. I'll shed tears for joy. Because I'm definitely, I'm happy to still be here after, if you made it through the 80s and the 90s and you're still here, that's a blessing. Definitely a blessing. And the days me coming up gangbanging, I never thought I would live to have kids, ever, for nothing in the world. I have four. Second thing, for nothing in the world, you couldn't have told me many years ago that I'll have grandkids one day. I have five. None in the world never believed that I would ever live this long to see that. And I did. The materials of joy. The situation that I don't really want to put out there, but that I'm going through. People that know me know. You know what I mean? I, we, I'm not sure we spoke, but we'll talk about it off camera. But going through a situation, man, that it, it, it's, it's pain. You know what I mean? It, it's definitely pain. You know, pain that... Right. Um, 
eventually it, it's going to go away. Uh, I know it is, you know, and it's in due time. I could just say in due time, it's going <clears> to <throat> go away. But at the same time, what I do, I signed up for me answering my call, taking calls, people going through things in life. And at the same time, I'm going through things in life, but I signed up for this. So I always been a person that take my life and sit it to the side to help others, to help others get theirs together, to help this person do this or to help who I can. And I always felt like with me, with my life, sometime I'm better at giving advice than living advice. That's something that I learned about myself that it took me many years to figure out. That's the ever, homie. Like, and I hope that don't go over people's head what you just said, homie. Like, that's, it, it's a gift but a curse at the same time. Gift and a curse at the same time. I can give you the time. best advice in the world, but sometimes. Can't take it. Can't take it. You do. The same advice the same. I just gave somebody that worked for them, yeah. I'll fumble the ball on. But it worked for them. So I find that happening in my life. You know, like like I said, I, you know what I mean? I could give advice, but sometimes I, I can't live that advice that I gave. But I know the advice I'm giving is from the heart, and I mean this, and I stand on it, and it works. Bro, you've been, uh, <clears throat> you've been <clears throat> an inspiration in my life as well, like just even... Like, because I wanted to know, I was like, man, what really made him pick up that gun that day and say, man, fuck it, I'm about to opt out, nigga. Fuck what everybody's talking about. I don't care if y'all gonna miss me. I don't care if y'all gonna hate me. I'm Straight not gonna up. give a fuck about none of that shit. And I knew I was going to hell. And knowing that you're going to hell. I know I'm going to hell. That's... I didn't give a fuck. Well, I'm ready. It, it, yeah, I feel like I'm that's already. The, I feel like I'm kicker. already. That's the ace with the kick. Man. I'm that's the kicker right there. The four aces, the kicker, man. Feel like I'm already on fire. And fuck it, how much more can I burn? I'm already on fire. I'm already living a painful fucking life. Like fuck, I just can't figure it out. Shit wasn't working. Um, started doing music. You know, I got out the hospital. One way I I thought about changing my life. Is doing music about my life. Um, couldn't read, couldn't write, you know, at the time. I'm still um, learning disorder w- was definitely something that was uh, a blemish in my life, you know, as me coming up. Then you taking something like that, because that's a fucking blow. Yes. Taking something to the head. You yes. already had <clears throat> problems with learning and things yes. like that. Then yes. you say, fuck it. Here, I'm gonna put a bullet in it. Maybe yeah. that'll fix it. And, and I That's really, crazy and I really feel side. like I didn't blow my brains out. I just compacted them because it seemed like I got smarter afterwards. It seemed like I, I really, I started learning. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie, it's yeah. kind of sick when you, yeah. when you say it. There's no way around it. Like, There's no way like, around it. I, I didn't blow them out. I compacted bro. them. You know, and I flatlined. That was the thing. Cause when I got out the hospital, it was people seeing me like, what the fuck, like. The hospital said you would, they didn't expect you to make it. You wasn't going to make it. That's what I was hearing from everybody. They was like, man, you wasn't going to make it, man. That man upstairs was like, you know what? I got something for you to do, you know? And I really feel like that brightness and that darkness, man, was them signs, you know? And the man upstairs said, man, I got something for you to do. Uh, I started uh, 
getting a, um, a dictionary. I, got, I used to read. That was another way that helped me learn how to read, loved one, the dictionary, because I could see the word and I could see the meaning. And I started getting beats from my boy Lee. And, um, you know, back then we was writing it down with no phones and none of this stuff. And I would just write the word to where I know what it is. You know, I, I, it wasn't spelled right. I get it. But I know what it is when I look at it and I read it, then I know what this word is. And I started doing, um, we were recording the homie Kurt Garage. We had like a fucking four track back then, you know, just <laughs> the beat, the, the vocal, the hook, and whatever you do on the fourth. You know, then we end up getting a six track. So um, the great Leon Haywood, rest in peace, who became my godfather. Um, Dre used this beat for um, G-Thang. Foxy Brown used his song for Bad Mama Jama, the great Leon Haywood. Uh, we took the music to him because he was signing artists. You know, he was working with artists. And we played it for him. The first song I wrote was Final Exit. Um, how I came up with the idea um, for the album and that song, Final Exit, there was a book I bought called Final Exit. I can't remember the author, but this book, I just stumbled upon it in Barnes and & Nobles. And Final Exit was a book that was about people that were suffering from a terminal illness. They were dying. They pretty much was on their deathbed. And death was their final exit. How I was living, the life I was living, I felt like that was my final exit. The way I was living, that was my final exit. So I talked about in my song about my real life, homeless, robbing, stealing, abandoned, you name it. That whole album, self-titled album, Suicide, Suicide with a C. Um, Haywood put me in the studio, embraced me. He taught me the game. He taught me the business. He taught me about contracts. He taught me all that, put me in a studio, had a lot of, a lot of cats, man, that was legends. My first album... I have not topped it yet because every instrument on my first album was live instruments from the drums to you name it. Even the claps. We had somebody get in the booth and literally clap with their hands and, and record that. And that album right now to this day, it came out in 95, will always be a classic album. And like I said, Haywood became my godfather, embraced me, taught me the game, showed me the ropes. Um, Life started getting better. Life started improving for me. Um, music became my thing, man. And, and it really felt good to just be in the car and you driving around, man, in the 90s and you pulling up on people and you hearing them listen to your music. And, and, the days right there, and you, Yeah, you flagging them down shit. like, yeah. man, thank you, man. And they look, pick the cassette tape up like... It really feel good to just hear music in the streets, man. And that right there, it spoke to me. You feel like music's a piece that saved you? It, it, it really did. You know, to me, music became my medicine because they wanted me to take these pills called Cinequans. I was seeing a psychiatrist. And I stopped going to see the psychiatrist because, okay, I come here, I uh, sit here, I tell you my story, you give me medication, I leave, I take these things, uh, 
I'll sleep for days. Only thing I may get up to do is take a piss. But this shit is uh, knock an elephant out. And I start realizing, like, why do I keep going there? What's the point? What am I achieving? What am I accomplishing by seeing a psychiatrist? No rehabilitation. Nothing. None. Nothing. 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 Okay, we're going to put you in this program, help you do this. I was my rehabilitation. Them pills made me more miserable and more stressed than I was before I shot myself. I stopped taking them. This ain't me. This ain't working. This is slowing me down. It's not helping me. And then I'm going and I'm sitting and I'm talking to this lady and you jotting down these notes and then you send me on my way. I stopped going. I stopped taking that medicine. I got better. I started thinking smarter. I couldn't think off of that shit. I couldn't do nothing. I didn't want to do nothing. I didn't want to eat. I didn't want to do nothing. I just wanted to sleep, rest, lay around. That was it. Almost so, put you almost as like a live vegetable. I damn near felt like trying again. That's how that medication had me feeling. Like trying again. Like, you know what? This shit got me depressed. It got me miserable. It, it got me not wanting to live. I'm taking something that's supposed to help me, but this got me not wanting to live. When you got off it, is that when you turned to the music? Is that when that, that yeah, became your yes, medicine? Yes, yes. That, that became my medicine. You know what? I'm going to teach myself how to write. I'm going to teach myself how to spell. And I did that. And I did that. So, damn, you did that through music. Through music. Straight through music, loved one. Everybody have a gift and a purpose in life. And everyone just have to find out and figure out what's their gift. What's their purpose? Everybody have a purpose in life, but you got to figure it out yourself, what it is. A person can give you all the advice in the world. Oh, I think you could do this, or I think you could do that. No, you can advise a person, but it's up to them to find something that they love. Music became something that I loved. And now I'm talking about my life, what I went through, being abandoned, being a foster kid. All the things I went through, the life I lived, you know, Final Exit, uh, another song I had called This Shit Is Real, because everything I talked about in that song was real. This shit is real. Music became, my medicine became my hope, and I shared my life through my music, and it became a revolving door for everybody. People really loved it. They gravitated to it because they was relatable. I'm going through that. I've been through that. I'm a foster kid. I was abandoned. Um, 22, I remember where Norma Jean them lived. Because I, I, later on, I find out I have a little brother. Yeah. Um, I want to get to know him. He has nothing to do with what I went through. He has nothing to do with me being abandoned. I go over there in Compton. Still the same thing. Still the same thing going on. She's still on drugs. Uh, my brother, Lavertis, he can't stand me. Because, you know, everybody hear my music. He say, you know, that's messed up what you say about our mom. I said, your mom. Not mine. My mother's name is S.E.B. So Price. you went to go visit him. Yeah. You went like you pulled yeah. up. I, yeah. I remember uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. you telling this and, and story. And Compton on 133rd in Wilmington. Yeah. I went to go see him. And I can remember him standing out there, you know. Oh, was he at the time? Um, 
let me see. I think he's I'm 53, so I think Lavertis is probably like four years older than me. But we look you like you were 22 at the time when yeah, you said you went yeah, and pulled yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I so so if I was 22. Let's say he's probably about 26, 27. Yeah, 28, 29, somewhere up in there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he tell me, oh man, that's messed up what you say in your music. You know, you telling lies. I said, didn't we get a abandoned? He's like, yeah. Well, where's the lie? Nigga, I'm telling the real. And if you feel some kind of way, nigga, we can get in these streets, nigga. Because to me, you're nothing. I don't feel like we bleed the same blood, nigga. I'm over here to see Lil Willie. That's my little brother name. And he used to tell Lil Willie, like, oh, that ain't your brother. I used to go take care of Lil Willie, make sure he was good, make sure he had money, take him to go get clothes. Like, it's my little brother. He don't have anything to do with nothing. You know, he came after the fact. I'm going to embrace you. I'm going to love you because you're my little brother. We bleed the same blood. You're my blood brother. Lavertis got in his head. You know, he would he would function with me here and there, you know. And then Lavertis eventually got in his head, but he was older. And he started acting weird. You know, I would call. Uh, I can remember one time I called him, and his girl was like, oh, dude, oh, that ain't your brother. I ain't never met him. I don't know him. That ain't your brother. Broad, I don't know you. This is my real brother. You're speaking on something you don't know about. So he started acting weird with me. I stopped calling. Like, you know what? I'm good. And then I find out I have another brother, Frankie. And I have a sister uh, named Lynette. And that's when I met Frank, you know, which was my father. That's when I first met him. And I was 22. Um, Stayed in L.A. So you was already pretty much <clears throat> set your ways at that point. Yeah, uh, Twenty two is gang, like what can anybody banging, yeah, what you can't tell say me anything to you. No, at if that you point? ain't Miss Price, you can't tell me nothing. Because you wasn't there for uh, nothing. Or my OGs that I respect to the fullest still to this day. Can't tell me nothing. At all. First time I I meet this dude. How I found out, um, they tell me I have an auntie that stayed down the street from them. Her name is Kat. So I used to always go for about three weeks. I would go knock on Kat's door. Be knocking, bamming on the door. She would never answer. One day I see the blinds move. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, nigga, I'm not tripping. And I'm like, Kat, like, I'm Frank's son. I'm your nephew. Like, I was adopted. You know, I was, I was abandoned, but I'm your nephew. Next thing you know, she opened the door. I go in and I talk with her. We sitting there, and I see why they call her cat too. Cause she had like about fourteen cats in the house. I sit down, nigga. It was uncomfortable because they was, they was everywhere, swarming around. But then she tell me where where Frank live. Like, yeah, you got a brother named you know Frankie. He he's in he's in jail. You know he's in jail. He's doing time. He's in the feds. Um, you got a little sister named Lynette. Lynette was like I think eleven at the time. So she give me the address and. Call him, you know. I meet my um, my grandmother. I go over there, meet him, uh, meet Lynette, uh, get Frankie' address, you know, so I could, you know, write him. I, I want to know from me and Frankie. We cool to this day. He lives in Arizona, you know. We cool to this day, man. But first time I met Frank, 
first thing this dude say is, I'm 22. Like, man, pull your pants up. Nigga, you don't even know me. Nigga. How, how can that be the first thing you want to say to me? You don't even know me. And you still a junkie, nigga. You still over here doing drugs, nigga. I'm here to see Lynette. That's the only reason I'm over here. That's it. And I used to go see my little sister, and I would always go by there. And, and it really just used to fuck me up to see them, to see these motherfuckers that left me for dead. And I have to look at you motherfuckers. But I love my little brother, and I love my sister um, so much. I would walk through hell with buckets of gas for them. So that's the only reason I must keep coming to see them. And, 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 and I did. And eventually, loved one, like, the contacts and everything just, it was like a phase. The shit just came and left. You know, we don't communicate. Or uh, Willie, like I said, he started acting some type of way. And if I was to see him today, I wouldn't even say shit to him. I'd tell him, get the fuck away from me, nigga. I don't give a fuck. I come from the streets, but I still got a motherfucking heart. And y'all play with... I was born with my fucking feelings being played with. Straight out. I came in this motherfucking world with my feelings being played with. That shit is fucked up. I didn't ask to be here. And then the shit with y'all left us over, y'all still fucking doing. I'm 22. I met you when I was 13. Now I'm 22. You mean fucking tell me you still doing this shit? Like, yo, where's life? I remember... Norma Jean standing on 133rd crying, telling me she loved me. You don't even know me. How you love me? You came back and got Lavertis. You didn't come back and get me. Where's the love? Where's the, what love? How you love me? What's my favorite color? Do you know what I like to eat? Do you know anything about me? You don't fucking love me. Stop hey. lying to yourself. Hey, Donnie, hey, pause it right there. Let me go use the bathroom real quick and grab me some ice. Cause this one's gonna run for a little second. This ain't no quick one. I think we already done ran for about an hour. Hey, church. It's all good. No, I'm coming right back, church. Let's do it. it. Oh yeah, I, I got you. This one, I want it to end when it's ready to end. Let's go. I just gotta use the restroom. Do your thing. Grab me some ice. Do your thing. Do your thing. Do your thing. No. <laughs> Yeah, family. Oh, yeah. Real life, man. Real life, but I got to keep functioning. You know, I got I got a purpose, man, and I got to keep going. <laughs> you know, trying to change the world one person at a time. People in the world, one person at a time, man. It's important. So okay. you were pretty much saying, how can you try to sit there and say you love me, screaming yes. in the street that you love me, yes. you don't even fucking know me. You don't even know me. 
uh, I'm a I'm a practical stranger to you. And how do you love somebody? Yeah, 22 years old. It's like you missed everything. Like, you, you missed everything my of my whole being of who I even became. Like I, I don't even ex I don't expect you to respect it or even understand who I am today. Like, and I really don't give a fuck. I can care less if you respect it, but how you love me? That nigga to tell you first thing, pull up your pants, boy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like, you lucky you probably like, ain't get socked up. I, you, no, but no, but see, that was the thing I told him. Like, man, I'll uh, I'll beat the brakes off you, man. You don't fucking know me, nigga. So you really? I'm just here to went, see Lynette. You went to your sister. You went to originally just, I, see your sister. That, that's it. You know, she was 11 years old at the and, time, and it was with your pops at the time. Yeah, they was all living together. Yeah, and and my brother Frankie, he was like I said, locked up. He did like 19 years, but man, Frankie, we still cool to this day. You know, he the only one I fuck with. Like I said, um, it was like a phase. You I know, like that in families, like when the one boy that didn't get the much love, he only gets, and there you have a whole bunch of siblings. He only fuck with like maybe one or maybe two, and it'd be the one he least <sighs> expect. Like well, that keep that shit one hundred well, with him. And, and, keep and, and, and Frankie is one. You know, and, and my cousin Sakin. You know what I mean? He, he keep it solid. He's one of my yeah. cousins who he's a twin who I met. You know when he was younger, yeah. but but like I was saying, like nigga didn't ask to be here, you know, didn't ask to be here. I was I was why you feel like I was you felt born like a burden and fucked like up. Like when you got older, like and you felt like pulling that trigger. Is that why you felt like that? You was like, damn, I ain't asked to be here. Am I just a waste of space? Like, am I that at this point? You know what well, I'm saying? Like, well, well my thing was, I kind of felt like. How I was living, yeah, it, I feel like a burden, you know? And I trust me, when I say I was doing everything in the world, I had apartments, start slanging out of them, got raided, lost them. It, it was like I would be here, boom, now I'm here. I'm here again. Life is good. Money's good. Didn't. Here come that curveball. Boom. I'm back at square one. You know, like I said, I, w I was born, man. My I was born in a fucked up situation. You know, bo born a crack baby, you know? Like, it's, it's really sad. Then people will be like, well, you can't really be mad at them. They was on drugs. That's a fucking excuse. He was, uh, he was born into the darkness. Yes. Really? Straight up. I was born into it. I was born in the darkness, loved really? one, and everything I went through, I have no regrets Whoa. in it's life crazy. on what I went through. It's a true and, definition and, and, of it. And one thing I did do, I took that darkness and I created a light around me. I was born in the darkness too, loved one. That's Straight how I out. Feel about it. And to be real with you, I think that's what we all do. We find that light. You have to. You have to. Are you going to stay dark? To, once you start to fucking realize that, nigga, you got one life to live, nigga. You ain't about to, you better live multiple through and, and the one you have. And I had a second chance. Yeah. You know, I, I have two birthdays, July the 30th and December the 31st. I have two birthdays. Reincarnation, December the 31st. You know, my life was spared. God spared my life. He sent me back for a reason and a purpose. And, and since then, man, I, I, I always do good by people. You know, I feel like you got good. Was there a point in time that? Because I'm gonna look at it like this: for you to touch the place that you touched, you obviously believed at one point there was no God. 
there hadn't have been to you. Like there was somebody like you, like who is it? Like I want to meet him. Like who is this that's letting this fucked up shit happen to me? They say, and, and they say never question God. And I can remember times, um, I can remember um, our neighbor in the neighborhood, uh, Bruno, I can remember sitting on his porch all night in the rain, thunderstorming, just out there all night. I have nowhere to go, straight out. Uh, I'm, I'm doing whatever there is to stay afloat, to get money. Uh, I'm doing it all. It just wasn't adding up. Holidays come around, that shit used to wear me out. That shit used to tear me the fuck apart. Just seeing family together and and and, and being, you know what I mean, having good times together and good laughs together, you know? Like, there's made a lot you, of things. Huh? Yeah, made me you hate it. Yeah, hated life. Hated life. And I, I used to get invited over to, you know, to the homies' houses and it used to just didn't, it didn't feel right. I don't fit in here. Yeah, y'all love me as family. I love y'all as family, but I just didn't fit in. It didn't feel right. It just didn't. And, and I would leave. And I remember holidays used to, I, I used to tear up a lot around holidays. That shit used to warp me, you know? It, re, it really used to fuck me up. And, and, and then when I started having, you know, um, kids like my first two uh my first daughter you know that was born me and her mom we didn't get along and she kept her away from me you know but when life was good life was good you know but then when life was bad for me now i'm just i'm just fucked up person now i'm just oh you a bum where you where you gonna where you gonna where you gonna sleep with have your daughter at in a cardboard box i'm homeless i can't see my seat Regardless of anything, this is how you get at me. So that, you know, was another Uh, reason. Not being able to see my daughter. She wanted to hurt you, bro. Like, even though you was already hurt, even though you was already hurt, she wanted to hurt hurt you even worse. And, like, I I don't know if it's in a person's mind because the type of people that me and you are ain't too much, ain't too many tanks you could put in the armor. You know what I'm saying? So I think a woman realizes that, too. So... They don't know when they really stabbing you deep. They think that you can take it because nothing affects you, nothing bothers you. You've went. But some do it intentional, and they do because it they know it affects. Especially when I built over the years, I I didn't have family. Miss Price, that's my family for sure. Hands you down. Lost her a long time ago. Yeah, lost her a long time ago. Long time. Ago. So I didn't have family. You know, ninety two, right? Yeah, August. I built my family, loved one, since a young cat to right now to this day off of people that come into my life. You know what I mean? That's why I, I got so many little bros and nieces and nephews and unks and Hell, because you, I built me that. Me you become family, man. Man, we, we are family. Like you got damn right. You, well, know, you got you damn right, know. hands you down. for whatever. And, 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 and likewise. And to... Not, you know, break the moment, but you also have a live show that's coming up, man. The Let It Out Loved One show. June 25th. June 25th. June 25th, Club Bahia, Let It Out Loved One. Um, This is going to be my first official show of me doing my shows in front of a live audience. That's my goal. That's my dream. And anything I've ever put my mind to, I execute. I bring it to life. I don't care if it take me a year, two years, three years, however long. 
I've always executed with it. And right I also there. do my you know, life. Mando, Mando. That's Mando. off the dribble, man. I cannot wait to come and, you know, uh, we never know who's going to open up for it. I think yeah. that's going to be dope, man. You Mando. Know, come out and just, you know. Mando. And then plus, you know, my artist performing, you know, as well. My son, Lil Side, my nephew, Dre Hill. Uh, my little bro Izzy, um, we got you know, uh, my 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 brother from another mother, uh, the native. Um, his artist Blaze Him Up is performing as well. But my thing is, I really want to take my show to a different level because I also go live. Like today, I'm gonna be live answering questions. Clock, right? Live at five. Four. 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 I'm gonna be answering questions on live. <clears throat> I'm taking up all your time. <laughs> no, it's cool. I'm gonna be. Um, Answering questions. I'm ready to start answering them questions in front of a live audience. Because that pain I feel through the chat, I would love to be able to walk up to somebody in the audience, loved one, and embrace them, hug them, and let them know I sincerely feel your pain. I get it. I understand it. So that's definitely you where I'm fucking, going with it, love one. That's why I'm going with it, love one. You know, that shit is important. You, you, and I think people out there that are in the content creators' world and what they're creating, I think they can all agree with me when I say, like, man, you found a lane, bro, for it. Like for real, like my lane is dope. Like you know, because I try to find it through. I, I try to help the young man. Like I really do. It's tough love. Like. I know they might feel like they're getting roasted or they might feel like, but man, you need to hear this. And you know what I've noticed? A lot of people that I interview that they sit there and say like, oh, Sharp went hard on. Then people go and apply the shit that I say. And that said that it worked. You want to know something? So I know me and you, we own to something. You want to know something? What? Sometime. We own to something. People don't get it unless somebody go hard on them. Go hard on them, man. I didn't. You know? A prime example, I never knew what it was like mm. until life really went hard on me. Life yes. showed me. Life like, here, went man, hard on shit. me. And it's silent. Day. And then I went hard on myself. I had to. You know what I mean? Because, like I said, I remember I used to go through so much shit. And they, they say never question God. But I remember I used to, I, I, I would be shedding tears, loved one. And I would just be, why? You feel like shedding me? some tears right now? No, I'm good. I'm trying to get you. I, I, I feel. I'm trying to get you. I'm sorry. I, see, I had to throw see, that out see, there. See, look. I'm the let it out I king. I thought I had you I'm the earlier, let it out loved one dying. But you corrected it and got back on course. <laughs> I almost had him earlier. I ain't going to lie. I forgot at what point it was, but he kind of. When mm, we talk about Miss Price. He had to, he had to catch when it. When we talk about Miss Price. Quick. Oh, yeah. When we the fans see that. I, al oh. I almost had him. I know almost don't count as much, but it means something when to me. When we talk it. about Miss Price. <laughs> for sure. I, I let it out, love one, Mando, yeah. because she loved me, man, and she didn't have to. She didn't know me. I was a stranger. Is that what makes that you? That was delivered to her house. Is that what makes you love people even when they tell you suicide? You don't have to. You tell them, I want to. Straight out. And that shit's important. It's man. very important, that shit love one. That shit rocks <laughs> volumes. And you know, man, like, I know there ain't a lot of you out there. But I don't vary. Are, I don't vary. The, you know, and if the there is, it, are, they're different. The ones that are, man, yes. I just want you to know, like, you is just one person. You impact thousands. Yes. Like you are a thousand. 
And I don't you know do it. And I don't like do it, it for a pat on the back either, loved one. Yeah. You know, I, I, I can't express this enough. Like I had my 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 um my channel. Love your channel. And, I love your channel. And, Let's and, talk and, about And I channel. haven't made a quarter from my channel yet. That just go to show that I really do this from here. I have not made one red cent off my channel. But what I'm doing and what I signed up for, I'm not doing for money. I know the money going to come. That's one thing about me. Even as a hustler, when I was in the streets grinding and had work, as long as I had the product, I knew the money was going to come. That was going to be my next question because I was curious. I'm like, does he do this for... I don't even want to say, do you do it for the money? Because I don't think you do, man. It's, well, it's, I haven't it's the made, way you come out. I haven't out. made nothing from it and yet. And to know that now And is I do crazy. it from here, love. Right. Like, for I, the mean the world. You, and and I can't it. turn back. It's, I, I've always been that one that I dive in head first, whatever it is. Yeah. Me and my bro Epidemic, I wanted to start a magazine, 2013. Uh, we on the phone, regular conversation. Man, I want to start a magazine. Dove in here first. Didn't know nothing about a magazine. Nothing. Our first couple of issues had typos and, and all of that. But guess what? It, it, I didn't stop. We kept going. We kept going. We kept going. Magazine still exists here to this day. One West Magazine. Clothing line. Like, I man, always dive in here first. Let me get the feature. We finna, we finna, on. we finna, um, no, what we doing? We getting ready to um start back printing. And I'll and, do it. Hey, and I'll we'll see the this, first. The, I'll do it for the F. Just because, like you said, it's giving back and just even letting people know, like, just a buy on me and, like, just what we trying to do because that's what I've tried to do is, man, I've just tried to give people better game. Like, come on. Like, I know I come from some fucked up shit, yeah. but you don't got to. Like, I got you. Like, I ain't going to let you have to sweat and they have to be cold outside like I've had to be. And I feel like, and I've said this shit before, like, even with knowledge, like, you try to give, we were talking about it earlier, you try to get somebody knowledge on me on a normal tip, like yeah. not on an, a, yeah. a tough love type yeah. of mixture like yes. we were speaking on earlier. They take the knowledge, bro, and they put it in the closet and the shit collects dust. They can't spin that shit. No. You tell them and you push it on them and you let them know it makes them think. Like, damn. But always remember, you can't force success on nobody. Well, damn it. If, we they, don't, a. if they don't want success, loved one. Hey, you know what? You can't force it on them. A. Just like a person on drugs. Right. Man, you need to get off drugs. It's killing you. It's destroying you. Yeah, I hear you, man. I hear you. I hear you, man. I hear you. I hear you. Until they make up their mind yeah. on their own True. to say, I don't want to do this no more. Right. They're going to continue. I've seen it for a long time, though, and I just want to break the cycle. If that's the case, just like you were saying earlier, like we were talking about Miss Price and like how many people she helped, right? And even though somebody fucked up, she still didn't mind to help them again. I still, still. want to push the issue. Even when people don't understand it at times and want to say, oh, Sharp's just going crazy. Sharp's doing this. No, man, I love all these people, even if I don't know them. And if I see that you're on some wrong game and you're on some faulty shit here, we can always clean that up. Cause you don't want to, I don't want to see you go down the road and now we can't change it. Well, one now thing, we can't change it because there's always sometimes that, like you say, hey, man, we can't go back on some shit. But one thing I've also learned too that I had to realize, because I've always been one. When I was in the streets, fact throughout the neighborhood, I've never been that one that. I love how you threw that in there real quick. Hey, hey God moving, fact throughout the neighborhood, you know. <laughs> exactly. But I've never been that one that 
um, and, and, and encouraged anyone to go do what I was doing, the life I was living. Because that's what people used to say, well, you doing it. No, but I've always been that one that encouraged people to get money. Yeah, y'all see me doing this and don't do that. I'm with you on getting the money, but I'm not with watching you throw rocks at prison because you see me doing it, throwing rocks at the prison because of how I'm doing, how I'm getting down out here in these streets. So I've always been that one that inspired people to get money. do, Do you believe in breaking that cycle? Because yes. I damn sure do. Yes. Like I was in a conversation earlier and it was like, you know, um, the it's built to keep black folks down. I'm like, no, nah, man, we got to change the way. Like we got to start thinking past that shit because I feel like sitting there saying what they're doing to us and where they're keeping us down ain't going to move us forward and put the positive energy into changing this shit. I want to be the game changer. People may you know say, what I'm saying? people may they may, you know, get mad, <clears throat> but what I'm going to say, but I don't bite my tongue because I don't like the pain from it. <clears throat> it hurts. A lot bite. of shit. Hell yeah. You eating some good shit and you fuck around and bite your tongue. That mm. shit hurt for me. <laughs> uh, a lot of times, a lot of shit that go on in the world, too, we do to ourselves. Here's why. Because as people, and I'm not just going to say one race, as people... We don't come together the way we should. We don't help each other. Um, a person mm. and I hope can have the, something. I hope motherfuckers just heard what you said, and they really need, even for the ones in the back, man. I'm going to repeat it. Around. Real shit. Um, a person, man, can be doing, you could be doing the same thing, same exact thing. I got these pillows for sale. I got these pillows for sale. Something as simple as um, that. For other people, they got the pillows for sale. Right. Same ones. Same S- color. Same ones. Same color. Same manufacturer. N- nothing different. Mm-hmm. It's just in a different hand. But they would rather go buy it from them than buy it from you because it's you. That's the mentality mm. that people have, loved one. So a lot of things we do to ourselves. Support is free. All support is not financially support. It's just not. Do you feel like us as black folks, do you feel like we 100% support each other like other races do? Like we see, you know, the Hispanic crowd, they support each other 100%. Yes, they do. They do. The the Asian crowd, they respect each other 100%. They buy up all this land, all these properties. They work with one another. Do you feel like we're doing the same thing as black folks coming together and really trying to take over this shit? Because last time I checked, we supposed to be one of the strongest things fucking moving. One of the strongest things moving. So I I don't want to ever sit there and try to make an excuse of why we don't have something. I want to figure out where we can change it and get it to fuck in our favor. Well, you know, um, I need to know change. what I'm no, saying I is I'll, I'll keep it more I got simple. You. No, 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 I know no, 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 no. I don't do simple. You know what I mean? Say it how you say it. Yeah. Uh, that's how I want to hear it. Yeah. But you that, feel like we're standing 100% that with each other. question you just asked me yeah. 
99.99% of the answer you want from me, you already know yourself, but you'd rather hear it from me, right? Mm. You do know that answer, though, right? Remind me the Oracle you don't the have Matrix. to. You don't Remind have to hear it from me, right? From the <laughs> I just said <laughs> like, hey, you don't have to. You hey, do I'm know that, right? The Oracle from the Matrix, like when you bite into this cookie, you're already gonna know how it <laughs> yeah, tastes. Yeah, you already know what you're expecting. I'm out just of saying. Me. <laughs> no, a hundred percent. No, that's good game, homie. That's good no, game. No, hundred percent. That's good no, game. No, I like the way one. you broke it down. You could have kept it simple and said, "Well, no," but you said. You know the answer you're looking you, for. You, you know you, what I'm you, already going to say. Yeah. You just want to no. hear it. <laughs> no. the answer is completely no. We, yeah. we, uh, there's a saying that people say we got to do better. Yeah. Not everybody understand that. You know? Um, some people, the way I look at it, some people, man, the way they move is like a fucking stain. Not all stains can be removed. Not all stains can be cleaned up. You know, some stains remain, mm-hmm. you know? And, 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 and their mentality, how they move, how they get down, how they think, it's like a stain. Uh, pretty white carpet. Some red wine. <laughs> some red wine. <laughs> and, and you spill it. You know? Some people don't get it. You, you, hey. you, you. To get I the do. stain out, you, I do. You, and I don't think it's subliminal. But some either. people gotta yeah. they, they rub the stain in. Yeah. So it never comes out. Yeah. So they don't understand it, the mentality. Can I ask you a and question? And it's how they was raised, how they was brung up. I yes. wanna ask you, um For sure. good question. Like, do you feel like out of all like I'm I'm sure you watch the news, I watch the news, right? I get up in the morning, some comment, I watch CNN mm-hmm. and shit like mm-hmm. that, right? And like I see what's going on like in other countries, and I'll be like, I see how like other people act and like what they entertain and what their beliefs are and things like that. Do you feel like like out of everybody that you've seen, who what country do you feel like is the laziest in how we move as a whole? Because I'll tell you my idea, I feel like America is because I and, the only re- and, and the only reason I feel like that is because we have so many amenities versus other countries. They don't really got that shit. So they're under dictation of certain law. Like nigga, motherfuckers is moving accordingly on me. Get your motherfucking hand chopped Man, off. Some countries, on some, dumb shit. some countries, you can't even watch the negativity that you watch on social media mm. in some countries. You know, I had a that's man, being force fed right to everybody. There right. are some countries where it's not allowed. It's they not allowed. They, they don't watch that. They don't watch that They don't that get to shit. see that. Oh. It, it can't even watch it. No. They just can't. It's impossible. I have uh, my barber, man. Shout out to him, man. Named Cuba. I call him Cuba, but uh, he go by Brian. Brian's his real name. Shout out to him. He be cutting me up sometimes. I go see him. And he from Cuba, and he was like... Uh, he was like, man, it's real bad over there, man. And mm-hmm. he start telling me. You know how like, barbers used to mm-hmm. do? You talk to mm-hmm. him. And we was chopping it up. He was like, you know, he says, I'll never forget. He said, man, motherfucker wouldn't. He said, man, we're out in the streets in the city, man. He said, we're out, you know, moving. He says, he said, this motherfucker went in the middle of the street and said, like, he wanted to be free. Mm. He said, I just want to be free. He said, that's all I want. Like, he said, he's screaming in Cuba. He said, man, he just wants to be free. Yes. He said, man, like, he says, somebody walked up. Like, I don't even want to say if it's the police. I don't want to say if it's their government, their politics. But he said, somebody, man, they walked him and shot him. Like, you're not allowed to say that. 
Not allowed yeah. to slander the government. You ain't man, allowed certain to laws. talk about certain shit. Like, you ain't talk about free, nigga. What are you talking about? Yeah. Like, you going against the grain. You done blew a microchip. Hold on. Let's hop you out. Pow. Got to remove you. Yeah, remove you. Because remove if you. you saying that, eventually somebody else will catch you on and, and start he, saying that. They, and and, and, and then, it's a, him in the then it's a domino street. effect. Broad daylight. Yeah. Popped him. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely, love I one. just think about some of the things that other countries go through versus what we go through as America as a whole. You know what I'm saying? And mm. like what we really have to endure. Like, man, we we have a lazy country. Nobody wants. And why I say that? Well, it's actually the people. It's because the, the people. country is just well, you a know what I'm saying. <clears throat> and, and, and I, I get, get and it. I get what I get you're it. saying. And, it, I, and it, I like the way the that you put that. That's even further into the fact of yeah. in the matter at hand. Like you're right. It's the people. Yes. It's the same thing with the game. I always said that with the game. It's not that the game changes the players. Yes. It's always. that the players change. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So they're not gonna have the same outlook or stand on the same morals. Somebody's gonna get lazy through the mix and feel like there's always a shortcut instead of getting your motherfucking ass up. And instead of expecting the respect, make them fucking respect you because they have no choice. At all. It's a difference. Big I'm, difference. For real. Big difference. Man, I'm excited to come to your fucking Big show. Big difference, man. I, I, I can't excited, wait, loved one. I, I really can't wait to this just... This is going to be a great one. That's what I feel like we yes. here to do. Like, it was, it's a great conversation, but yes. I, I feel like we here to celebrate, man. Man, though. It's going to be a good every one, Every day man. above ground is a celebration. It is. You know? Because I can remember looking back on my life back in the days, I used to hate waking up. Like, what am I waking up for? I know the feeling sometimes. I didn't have no I know fucking, what it was like. Uh, like, I had no reason, no purpose. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, I, I really didn't, but then I had to learn, like, especially given a second chance at life. You know? I done been hit with a yopper before, too. I got a two two three round in my back. You know, uh, cats, we out in the neighborhood, some cats just came through knocking. And, you know, AK bullet is nothing to play with. And that bad boy tumbled. And stood up on my feet the whole time. Me and one of the homies got shot, you know, which is like a bro to me. You know, a uh, bullet went through his back, came out his chest. He lost a lung. Laid on the side of the house, like bleeding, you know, bleeding. Um, Bullet hit me in my stomach. Ripped my intestines completely in half. My surgeon was a female. That two, two, three round. Yeah, my surgeon was a female from Iraq. You know what I mean? That that was a nurse that, in the yeah, wars in Iraq. That they know what that's like. And they cut off. What's the odds of that? Both of the bad parts on it and reconnected it because intestines will grow back. But what's the odds of getting a doctor that specializes in something it, it, like it, that? It, yeah. Because yeah. not everybody's around here getting hit with two two threes. No. Just every day. Like, no. And, and, and I remember. 40. And my son was in the house when it happened. He was 10 years old at the time. And. When the bullet hit me, like, I was more angry than anything I could think about, you know what I mean? And it seemed like they was getting closer and closer and closer and closer. And all I could think about is my oh, son yes. is in the house, <clears throat> classified. All I could think about is my son was in the house. I love that. He heard me, too. He said, yeah. No, I listen. I listen as well. <laughs> but all I could think about is my son is in the house, yeah. and my Uncle Glenn was there. And... The paramedics, you know, they, it was crazy. And I remember going to talk to my Uncle Glenn, and I told him, I said, if I die, make sure my son know I love him. 
make sure you he know that and you let him know that if I don't make it. I went there and my son was standing there like stunned. Oh, was it? Ten. And I like, man, everything good, son. You know, but I'm standing there and I didn't no blood came out. You know, and I'm standing there talking to him. And I called his mom and told her to come get him. I just got shot. She's like, well, how you got shot? And are you talking? And come get my son. I'm shot. So when they told my son that I was in the hospital because I was shot, my son was like, no, nah, my dad ain't shot. He just came in here and talked to me. This ain't this the shit you didn't ever tell nobody. See, I like that about you. Like, you always keep I always save. Back. You always you got know? something. Like, because like, the first part was... Like shit that I, I kind of knew, but then you kind of veered off and showed us a little something different. Like, I never yeah, knew you got lot. shot yes. standing there talking to your son, man, in the fucking kitchen or standing. Another time I got shot uh, in Compton. Um, one, a cat I've been knowing since he was a kid, you know, uh, had my Hummer at this time, and you know it was his birthday. It was in the garage chilling, and like you know what, I'm gonna stop by real quick and say what up. I'm standing on my phone, and. I remember somebody said, watch that car. It was a decoy car went by. The decoy car was the car to get the attention for the car behind it to, with the hitters in there. And I remember I'm on the phone, and I was leaning on my um, Hummer, and I turned and I looked. And when I looked, you see the front window and the back window come down. And they start knocking. I got hit in the leg. But I was so close to them, so close to them, loved one. I'm surprised they didn't air me out. That's how close I was. I was so close I could have spit on them. And they better be glad I didn't have a thumper in my hand because it would have been a wrap. But that's how close I was. And I was hitting the leg, and it was kids out there. But I'll take a bullet for a kid before a kid take a bullet. I'll die for a kid if I got to. And that's what happened. It was kids out there. And I got hit. I was the only one got hit. But I was okay with that. Just, just as long as no kid got hit. And I was willing to, like I said, take that bullet for one of them. And I did that. Straight up. Now, do it again if I got to. That's just how I move, loved one. Straight up. And I mean that from the bottom of this. Miss Price embedded something in me, man, that... It's not going to ever leave. And when I love people, they know I love them. They'll never question or think twice if I love them or not because they're going to know straight out because I show it. If I love you, I got love for no, you, I ain't gonna lie. you're going to know it. you always been a solid nigga with me. I don't give a fuck. Like, nigga, I just know what I know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Like, just just from certain conversations and certain things, like the way you just, I don't know. Like, you, you know what I'm saying. Like, I'm gonna be solid with everybody. I'm like, man, my nigga, what my nigga drink, man? I'll drink that Grand Marnier, nigga. Man, yeah. here, nigga. <laughs> yeah. Merry Christmas, nigga. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> my yeah. nigga, right here, like for yeah. real, like, cause he he do shit that like niggas don't even be knowing, like, it's love, homie. See, my thing is, I'm gonna be solid with everybody, loved one. Yeah. Until they become unsolid, there won't ever be a time, ever, and there have, ever, never. And I can say never, and I stand on that. There's never been a time where I was the one that wasn't solid. 
it's always on the other side of the coin of the ones that's unsolid. And once you show me you're unsolid, I feel some kind of way. They say in order to kill a weed, you cut it off at the root. There's a lot of shit that you told me, right? That uh, didn't present itself until later. It's crazy. Cause I kind of looked at you like, nigga, this nigga's tripping a little bit. Like, nigga, nah. Cause I be thinking, I'm, as I'm smart, I'm a very wise man, right? Yes. Like, I'm very good judge of like certain situations. And then, like, it was a situation like I don't even want to like embark, but just even say, I'm like, damn. I see later on, like, nigga, this nigga was hella right. My nigga. Like, I don't know, like, just know that, my nigga, and I don't mind admitting that right here on camera, like, for no. real, like, as a real nigga. And I respect me. that. Miss Price, she taught me two things. You is solid, homie. I ain't going front, my nigga. Miss Price taught me two things. You're solid as fuck. If you don't have nothing good to say, don't say nothing at all. The second thing Miss Price always taught me, <laughs> straight out, and the second thing Miss Price taught me, loved one, and I'll never forget it. If you don't, when you speak, stand on what you say or mind your business. There's been many times I've, I see things. I see things from a distance. And I'll, I'll tell a person like, look, X, Y, Z. I always get the face of, I don't know what I'm talking about. Cool. Give it time. And then, voila. I'm just a real nigga, though. It unravels. I'd rather tell you on camera for the world to see, like, where I felt like I went wrong with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I looked at a situation. It was only one. And I'll talk to you about it when me and you could chop it up. But, like, it was something you had said to me that I was like, I don't know. I questioned it. You know what I'm saying? Real yeah, I get, nigga, I real get that nigga. a lot. I mean, I, I get I that a lot. It, but I was wrong, and you was right. And and I'm not gonna speak if if I'm not one million percent sure on what I'm finna tell somebody. I don't care who it is. If I'm not one million percent sure, yeah, I'm not gonna say nothing. I'm not gonna speak on it. Yeah, no, you was you was one, and like, and it don't even matter, church. Just know that, like, it made me look at you. Like, all right, listen up a little bit more. You oh, yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a real I like to learn, too, loved one. Like, I'm not knowledgeable to everything. Like, so I like to learn, homie. And, like, you just got to open your ears sometimes. I, I like to learn. Yeah, and, for sure. And, 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 and I can learn from people younger than me. Yeah, me too. You know? Some people feel like, oh, I'm, I'm older than you, then you, you can't teach me nothing. No, no. I, I can learn from people younger than me. So I'm always open to learn. But like I said, Ms. Price taught me them two things, and I'm not going to speak if I don't know what I'm talking about and if I'm not one million percent sure. Go ahead, loved one. <laughs> sure. I'm not going to speak. Straight out. I left the, I left the flow open for you to get it. Like, yeah, not gonna speak. whatever the fuck you talking yeah, about, just yeah, know yeah, I meant it. Yeah, hey. I, I mean, I did. <laughs> or I wouldn't have said nothing. Oh, my you mama, know? for real. Uh, Neff, no. He know, I'm not going, if I speak on something, oh yeah. Gotta ask, how's the relationship been, you know, because you and AD are tight. I love AD. AD, that's my That's my, my nephew. 
That's exactly. Like, that's my partner. I love him. And I promise you, I'll get that nigga the shirt off my back. You know, he can call me tomorrow, my nigga. And the world would never know it was even my T-shirt. Because I don't even roll like that. Like, they yeah. swear it was his. You know what I'm saying? But I got to I gotta know, how's the relationship been and everything been since, you know, Our, our relationship is the same. And, and, the, the, and the really, breakup, you know, technically, you it's, it's, it's not a breakup. You know, our relationship is the same. Well, not with not with you, not even saying with you per se, but just you know, the the, the ties being severed and just. You well, know, my thing is, there's always room for growth in life. Of, of course, you know, there's there's room for growth, but yeah. our relationship is the same. That's nephew, you know. I'm up. I should never miss a beat. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, straight out, we we got that understanding. You know, he give me his blessings, I give him my blessings. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's what it is. He and that's what it's going it's what it's gonna always be. He definitely See, with us mind. fuck all this podcasting, fuck any of this yeah, shit. Yeah. Before any of this shit existed, we was always solid with each other. So there's nothing that could go on that can change that. We we dialed all the way in. We we grandfathered in, you know, for life. You know? I I, like and I don't go and, against the grain. I feel like me and um AD are definitely. I, I, I'm gonna I'm throw my, my my limb out there to say, me and him are uh, definitely grandfathering. Like I love bros. Okay. Like that's my dude right there. Like no matter what <clears throat> happens throughout the mixture and all of them, no matter what took place or how it took place, I love them. You know what I'm saying? And hey, I wish everybody the best, my nigga. I'm a, hey, hopefully we see everybody at the top together. Yeah. At the end of it all, well, man, maybe we maybe laughing. maybe you should have a sit down. Yeah, and have that discussion. Yeah, I would love for that. I would love you know? for him to come. Listen, I would love for him to come. I would love for T. Rail to come. Come sit down. Even do know <clears throat> house phone. Come sit down. The invitation is open. I'm waiting for him to holler at me and say, "Hey, man, I'll come sit down with you, Sharp." Yeah, come on. I don't well, mind well, going to sit let, down on I'm gonna joints. let you, you know, put that together. Yeah, I will. you know, because that's that's for you to put together. Mm-hmm. You know, for sure. definitely. For sure. Definitely. I was just curious yes. in how. You know, because I think the people want to know that. You know, so when you speak well, on it. I don't go off what the people want to know because the people are going to say negative things. Fuck what they say I, negative I, is what I, you spoke I, on. I never worry about what anyone say. Yeah. As long as I know, fuck what anyone say, fuck what anyone think, or yeah. or anything. That's, that's my nephew for life. Riding with him to the, to the wheels well, go I from think, being round well, to why, square again. Well, why I say that is because I think that's going to speak volumes. When this does come out, so people can already know, and it's already been addressed. I mean, but they know. What, people know. Hey, this ain't the first time hey, I mentioned it. Sometimes a little bit of reinsurance for these motherfuckers on me always go a long way. Just to let them know, like that's how it stand. That's how it stood then, and that's how it's gonna stand now. So it's gonna always. We was all just hanging out last night. You exactly. know, video shoot, yeah. hookah lounge. And, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And my niggas, man, I, yeah. I love them to death. And like I said, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely open for them to, um. Come sit down with me, you know, despite anything. And yeah, me going and yeah. sitting down with them and being on their joint. Well, I've I'm already been on there you, many times. I'm going to let you create, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. that narrative. I'm going to let you create that connection. Because yeah. it, it, it's going to feel better coming from you than Well, that's why I'm else. saying it right here, right now. And Understood. For, you know, the world to even hear where I yes. stand at with that. You know, yes. just to, man, it's, uh, they, man, more than welcome. Nigga, I'll come open the door for them. I'm that type of nigga, man. Shit, I'll open the door for you, man. What you need, man, let me know before you come so I can have a year for you. You know, they got more than me. Hey, man, the utmost respect when they come and sit down with me. 
Oh, yeah. I would love to sit down with them, for real. Most That's what's up. Is there any message that you want to send to the world, to the Sharp Tank viewers, to the OG Suicide Show, and just letting them know, like, is there anything you want to leave them with today? Um, definitely. Um, to start with, there's nothing in this world that could go on in your life, whether bad or good. Nothing in this world that can ever go on in a person's life to ever make them want to take their life. Nothing. I don't care how bad the situation is. Every storm shall pass. And I've said this before. There's, there's three types of storms. There's the rain that drizzle, the thunderstorm, and the storm that hails. Everybody's life is different. Some people have things going on in their life that's more of the storm, of the drizzle, of the rain. Some people have storms going on in their life. Well, life is semi-bad. Almost bad, semi-bad. And then there's people that have the storm of helling in their life. It's all bad. But at the end of every one of them storms, loved one, I guarantee you the sun will shine. I guarantee you it's going to be bright again. Them clouds are going to go away. But a person have to be doing everything in their power to assist with that. And how you do that is getting out there going for it. You want life to get better? You got to look at your life and say, well, how can I make my life better? Okay, this is how I can make my life better, by doing this and executing with this. And by you doing that, you put an umbrella above your head for them storms. Straight out. You're protecting yourself. You got to protect yourself at all times. At all times. You got to really want it out of life. Whatever it is you want, whether it's music, a, a job, whatever it is a person chooses to do in their life, they got to go double time hard for it, straight out. Nothing come to a sleeper but a dream and a nightmare. So they got to go extra hard for it to put that umbrella above their head to protect them from them storms. And them storms are going to go away. Trust me, I, I, I know what if I've been through all them storms. I've been through all them storms. My shit had a few earthquakes involved with it, with a ground shook. But I had to get it together and figure it out if I really want this. Just like they said, I would never amount to nothing, you know? I remember sitting in uh, Ralph J. Bunch Elementary um, in the fifth grade. Um, I remember them telling Miss Price, I'm not going to be nothing in life. I'm not going to ever be able to own anything, do anything, accomplish anything. And, you know, I remember I used to, you know, I, w I laid my head on her shoulder and I, I cried I, I cried hard because I didn't get it I really was listening to someone that wanted to dictate my life but I made them a liar because I did the total opposite of what they said I wasn't gonna do I did I own companies I help people build entities I've been on the other side of the world with music with no record deal I could spell write read 
math. I can count. I can count like a motherfucker. <laughs> I've seen a lot of digits in life. You know what I mean? From from the streets digit to now the legal digits. And I, I know how to count. I can add, you know, add, subtract, <laughs> all of that, you know. Um, one other thing, and this is always a quote that I always mention, a hospital not the only thing with patients, and you can quote that. You could definitely quote that, a hospital not the only thing with patients, straight out. And, and, and if you want it, in life, you got to go get it because in this world, it's not on you, it's in you. You know, people mm. got to realize that. No, they don't, though, church. Hey, they listen. got to realize and that. And I've noticed a lot of niggas and a lot of chicks, a lot of men and women run around being like trying to portray something like that ain't even you. Be who you are. Don't just hop in the setting for a fad or for a fucking style. And I'll say that, man, with every bit of fucking truth inside of me, man. I get tired of watching that. It's too many users around here and abusers. And, Not people who want to really and, try and to win that, and help other see, see other people win. That'd be the fucking problem, man. But, and see, when people want to see you win, they see you win because they assist you in winning. They were the people that want to see you win. Straight out. They assist you in winning. You ain't, you ain't got to question it. You, you, you see the difference. You will see who really want to help you compared to who never helped you. There's a big difference in those. And I had to learn that. I had to learn that over the years, man, especially with me, loved one. Like, my word means the world to me, and I stand on it. I live by it. If I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do that. Hey, come fuck with me again. Mando. Come sit down with me, man. Shit, we ran it for hey, a nice time, man. Where we at with it, Donnie? How long we been running? Yeah, man, I think we did right. I think this one right here, it was much needed. Mandatory. And for the culture. Mandatory. I suicide, for for all walks of life. For coming every every me, every man. skin color. Because yeah. I, I do it for all walks of life. I do it for all skin colors. I do it for the young and the old. Yeah. Straight up. Talk that shit. All nationalities. We out of this motherfucker, man. Yep, yep. The sharp tank. <laughs> no jumper. Sharpest, coolest podcast in the world. Let's go. Hey, Donnie. June let it out for us, love 25th. one. 25th. Let it out. Let it out, love one. Go get your tickets. Link in my bio. Go get your tickets. Get your meet and greet tickets. Awesome. And always remember, I can't express this enough. Grow through what you go through, and don't forget a hospital, not the only thing with patience. Peace. Truth needs no support. <laughs>